Hi, I'm Wilmer. I'm Yuki. And we'll be discussing the way we use science, art, tech, culture, math, food, to navigate the world, share what works for us, and what brings joy to our modern family. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The Way. My name is Wilmer, and with me is my beautiful bride. Hi, it's Yuki. We're back. We are back, and just in time for Valentine's Day. So this is our Valentine's Day slash love episode. Feeling romantic. What's love got to do, got to do with it? You are such a girl. You you hate Valentine's Day. I totally do. Like it is my <laughs> like, least love has nothing to do with it. Least favorite holiday, and no spoiler part because it, you know there's yeah definitely some childhood trauma there. But I think there's it's it's just a made up commercial holiday. Like what's the point? Every day like, should be Valentine's Day for like, couples. Why does Zoe have to wear a red shirt? What difference does it make? What difference does it make? Red or pink tomorrow. Yeah, and that's it. That's your limitation of choices. Because that just shows love. Oh, that's it. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be, <laughs> you could be what, Cyrano de Bergerac. And if you're not wearing red or pink, then you're totally incapable of love, I guess. But you know, I have to say, I'm with you on it. It's a commercial holiday. And you know, sometimes the economy needs a little boost. You know, there's... Designer cards the, and chocolates the and the economy. cakes and the floral industry. And, you know, all these people took a hit, you know, in the last couple of years. So, yeah, everybody has to make their money. That's fine. They have their seasons. You know, you got engagement season, wedding season, love season, all that stuff. There's seasons. Let people make their money. And you know what? I know that on Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day might be one of the only days that you don't get me flowers. Because you get me flowers all the time. On you're like, any you're like, random day. You're like, out of principle, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it the day before. I'm going to do it the day after. It, it just, yeah. just just, to spite Cupid himself. He's well, going to like just... <laughs> that, that is a bit of an extension of um, St. Patrick's Day. I don't like wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. And I was born on St. Patrick's Day. Don't force me to do something just because it's an arbitrary day on the calendar. And I feel the same way about Mother's Day and Father's Day. But that's for another episode. Right, right. But, you know, either way, I do think... Because, you know, most people are in their box. So they want to do things on the day that it happens they want to wear the red they want to go to a, they want to go to the hot new sexy restaurant and get dressed up and unfortunately i hate to say it some people need that day much like some people need a reminder on the calendar to hey i got to go get my teeth cleaned i got to go get my blood work i got to remember to love my wife i got to remember to love it's sad but it's true so they're like oh valentine's day you know what let me go get her some chocolates maybe it's the one day a year besides their anniversary that like that spouse does something nice so i think it's there also as a reminder cuz people do forget in time as we know you know goes pretty quickly so i hear you man but i'm here for for that one, that 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 lonely lady <laughs> That, you know, my husband gets me flowers twice a year. And, you know, if, if that wasn't on the calendar, that would, probably wouldn't happen. And I, it's much like what we say about Zoe. The more people that love her, the better. Yeah. It's not a day of, like, you know, the purge. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a day that, you know, it's still positive and cute. And, you know what, let, let my baby wear, if she wants to wear red or purple or whatever. And, and if it's showing to the world, you know. 
the world needs more love, then I just think, kumbaya. Wear, wear it till you love it. <laughs> so I've, I have a quick question for you here. What is your favorite Valentine's Day candy? Not, not just any candy, but like, you know, there's always these oh. special edition candies and stuff that come out on Valentine's Day. Do you have any one of those that is candy. just your favorite? Well, I'm not a big candy person. You know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can relate because you, a chi- as a child, your mom figured out early you didn't like candy either. And she gave you a roast chicken instead of a birthday cake. Delicious. We are a salty bunch here. So candy... I would like to say I really like those uh, bacon lollipops <laughs> from from that grilled cheese place. Um, I forget the name of that place. They're bacon lollipops. They're, it's like basically rolled bacon on a stick yeah, with like maple, maple syrup. syrup. It's sweet, but it's savory. All right, I'm going to so. give you a box full of that tomorrow. Sweet. <laughs> you mean today? Right. Well, not today because I don't get things on Valentine's Day. <laughs> But, so, my favorite, and I guess this sort of goes along with my general disdain for the holiday, is the really awful, chalky, heart-shaped candies with the stupid little red letters that say, like, be mine. I like the ones that they're a little naughty. Bite me. Yeah. You know? (laughs) I like those. My favorite. I I fully understand that those things are terrible and have no flavor and they're no sweet at all, but I love them. They're, They're great. How are you guys? How are you guys spending Valentine's Day? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Um, you know, every year we always laugh. We see everybody. We we, we live in um, Fort Lauderdale, so we pass a bunch of nice restaurants on the way home, and I see you know everybody's all swanky and all nice, and we see people on the elevator in our building going all dressed up, and I'm like, that's nice. And and sometimes we are that couple, yeah. but you know, it, it it's not. We're not tethered to it. So I, I, I always think about new ways, new things that we can do together. And, and I always think about um, our love languages and how yes. we do it. Even though we're not big on Valentine's Day, I do think about how thoughtful you are and things that you do for me and things that I do for you and how different we are, but how we've managed to communicate even though we are so different in the way we express our love. So I, I, it always brings me back to that um, a book by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. Really old book. I was like in high school when this book was published. Um, but it's still one of the most successful, one of the best-selling relationship books of all time. So it, it's, he didn't invent the concept of love languages, but he popularized it. It's talking about the five different main methods by which people express affection um so yeah so really quickly yeah really quickly tell us tell us what they are and and it's it's very interesting because i i think even though you're not going to find tons of of clinical and psychological and peer-reviewed work and all this other stuff on on love languages it really makes a lot of sense and you know if, if once you break them down and after you explain them i think we all fall into some of these categories Okay, so the, the five are, one, words of affirmation, two, quality time, three, gifts, four, service, five, touch. So uh, I'm going to break down a little bit 
I'll, I'll talk about a couple and maybe you can talk about a couple that, that, sure. you're, that you're more familiar with. So I know, f- number one, words of affirmation, that's totally my love language. You've definitely figured it out early on. Um, it's basically people like me who need to hear kind words from their partner to go about their day and, and make my heart sore. It's not that I'm, you know, insecure or a super narcissist that I constantly need to hear, you know, how awesome, how beautiful and all these things. I just want to feel loved and appreciated. And I want you to even notice little things, um, that I do acknowledge, you know, my efforts, even, you know, if I got a haircut or if I see that you got a new suit, or um, I, I love when you surprise me and you make breakfast. Uh, that, like, breakfast is, if you didn't know, it's my favorite meal of the day. So if you make me breakfast, it, like, makes my day. But And conversely, I, if it's, like, 11 o'clock and you haven't had anything to eat, <laughs> we need to watch out. Like, it's, you give her some space, give her some room, because... Hangry. Hangry. But I love to be told and I like to tell like wow babe this breakfast is delicious thank you so much I appreciate you I love you this is this is amazing um or I love your haircut you look so handsome and I like it when you notice little things like I come home and I I'll get a pedicure or manicure and I may not even tell you and I come home and you're like hey you look really cute or you look really nice like I like when you notice um, that I've met a personal goal or that I've done something to better myself or do something special to contribute to our relationship. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's not to use overuse this term that, you know, relationships are all about communication. You know, everybody loves to throw that out. Like, it's so easy. It's like, yeah, just communicate. Everything will be fine. No, it, it's harder than that. It, and it, it takes work. And um, this, this whole thing about words of affirmation you know, they, it does kind of fall into that, right? Because your your partner is not a mind reader, right? You can't read minds, at least that I know of, right? So um, it's important to hear some of these words of affirmation because to, to just go by and assume, yeah, my partner knows, knows how I feel. that I appreciate them or that I'm proud of them or that... Um, I'm thinking about them or that I love them. Just just going through a relationship, assuming that the other person knows that, I think oh, is man. a is a pitfall, right? Oh, because man. people need they need to hear it. We are, in essence, you know, needy creatures, especially from those closest to us. So, um, I I definitely, you know, understand and and yeah, I'm I'm always happy to let you know how I feel about you at all times. Because but I, I love I love hearing it, and throughout the day, I'm we're both super busy, and somehow, even though I love getting the words of affirmation, I am not always great with doing it back. I express it a different way sometimes. So what I I love getting all your cute text messages. Sometimes it's not even physical. Now we have you know digital age. You can send cute little videos, cute little. Um, emojis and things like that Um, just just to let somebody know you're thinking of them um number two is quality time so this this one is on the top for me right and it and it it almost is it, it it's exactly what it sounds like and what you would think quality time is right it's just really being with a person and having that 
shared experience. That that one is is one of the top ones for me, right? Because as you were saying, we're busy. Everybody's busy, and we're all doing you our own partners' thing all the time. undivided attention. So that means being actively engaged in each other. Now, you used to travel quite a bit for work, and I am infamous for inviting myself and enjoying all the luxuries the uh, company hotel has to offer. Um, but we would make time to have a dinner or spend time together. Um, but also, not only piggybacking on your partner's hobbies or your partner's interests, but specifically setting time on the calendar to do things together. Which, you know, given everybody's work schedule and kids and whatever else, you know, sometimes can be difficult. But it is something that should be a priority. Now, some that's, I don't even know why it's a, it's a specific love language. I think it's more important to some people. Uh, I think it's crucial. It's like priority. I think every relationship benefits from having... A set date on the calendar even if it's just taking a cooking class together taking a trip making a plan going you know what let's go have coffee not at the house let's go sit at the coffee shop <laughs> down the road and just talk you talk at home while you're doing chores I wouldn't even say and and this may be an unpopular opinion during COVID everybody was sitting down Netflix and chilling and cooking at home and doing everything at home I'm going to go ahead and say that staying at home, doing the things that you normally do, may not, if it's a default thing, I don't necessarily think that that can always fall as quality time because it's almost like you're on autopilot. If it's something that you're doing all the time, you can be spending time and not, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's quality. Right. If, if it's something that you're just going to be doing anyway and... Having having the person in the same room as you, that's not quality time, right? You you mentioned it earlier when you were describing this whole quality time thing is that there is um, a commitment and engagement to the particular activity in the moment, right? It's not just I'm watching a TV show and you're sitting next to me on your phone and you've got no idea what is going on. That's not quality time. There has to be, you know, this active participation. Right. Otherwise, it's... It's a waste of time. Right. Even and, even if you're going to the same restaurant, for example, if it's the restaurant that you guys go to all the time and you're going to order like the same thing, you might all both end up eating your meal, end up on your phones. I would even say quality time also involves being somewhere where the air is fresh and you have no distractions. And again, undivided attention and you are focusing on each other. You can really have a conversation like even about, this sounds silly, even about like the weather, like, oh, we're outside. Oh, it's chilly. Should we sit inside? Should we sit outside? Oh, I like your sweater. And and build from there. Actually, that's an excellent point. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be a big thing. Like the, the whole dinner thing, right? If, if you do your dinner every day at the dinner table, have it outside one day. And all of a sudden, you've changed the experience. I mean, you created a new experience that, um, you know, now now you can both engage in that right different experience together at the same time yeah right and it and th this is again why valentine's day just do this any day random tuesday do it do it you know on yeah on a, on like one, one of my favorite things to do is take our, our dinner and walk to the beach and just sit there 
yeah, it's Sandy. Yeah, it's Wendy. But it's kind of cool. Like, and it, and it changes the routine. And, you know, it's... I think it's... That one is particularly I think important it's important. For me. But, but some people prioritize it more than others. There could be, you know, a, a person in a relationship that says, you know, my work is my priority. Um, my job is to be a provider. And they may not be around as much. And them spending time with their loved ones is not as important because they express their love in another way. So that is something that, you know, depending on what you value, can can differ from person to person. Um, I want to go into one of the most controversial ones. Um, number three, the love language of gift giving or gift receiving. Um, physical items. I, I think I, I say controversial because automatically I think of the term gold digger or like a sugar baby. Um, sometimes I feel like this this method of affection can maybe even be misconstrued because it seems so like transactional. Like right. when, especially when you watch like <laughs> 90 Day Fiance and she's like, oh, I moved to America so you can buy me this bag and now you can't buy me this bag so I don't what love you. What accent is that? Where are you from right I'm, now? I'm that, that lady, the, the Anfisa. <laughs> Dang. You don't buy me Gucci bag. You don't love me. <laughs> hey, you know what though? It's that, controversial. That that one, you know, I, I I remember watching that episode with you. You know, I love I love trash TV just as much as you yes. do. And that one, you know, despite the the editor's best efforts to paint her as a villain, I think she was very clear with her love languages. Mm-hmm. She was very clear and 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 outset the rules of engagement with her if you will and and she never deviated from it and that relationship ultimately failed spoiler alert because the other guy misrepresented himself but the reason why it's controversial is because love shouldn't be transactional like i love you so i'm giving you this thing it's kind of murky waters so when i think of this particular language of love i think of you know even it doesn't have to be a big thing or a small thing i think it has to do with paying attention to your partner and what they're about what they're doing what what are they into right now for example you right now are training for a marathon and i noticed that you know your legs have been hurting we went to the health food store and we got you some collagen peptides we're making you different kinds of smoothies to give you energy um, we've booked your massage for the day of the race so that your your muscles can restore themselves so i'm just thinking about you know that is a gift to you like i was doing research i want to give you you know i said i'm going to buy you i'm going to make you the smoothies every day um, and actually I don't even think that that's a gift. I think purchasing the massages are gifts. <laughs> Doing the smoothies goes into number four, so acts I, of actually, kindness. I, you know, I think that, that this whole gift-giving thing is, is almost even an extension of, of affirmation, right? Because you, you just gave an excellent example about this whole thing, you know, helping me out during my training. You're there with me in tune with what I need and and by you, you know, presenting me with gifts and, and things to help me allow, along this journey is in some ways affirming that you approve right. of my activity, your 
it, you know, you're behind this activity. You're, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're encouraging me mm-hmm. in this activity. You're not just leaving me by myself. So, you know, the, the, the gift giving is, I think, an, you know, an extension of that. And, you know, your other point about, you know, love shouldn't be transactional. I think love is transactional, but it has to be both ways. You know, right, but but who what, keeps tally though? Who right, keeps well, that's tally? that's another. You know, pitfall. like it's it's like these guys that they you know they they spend you know some money at dinner and it's like oh you don't want to go home with me I just spent three hundred dollars oh, yeah, yeah. on dinner I, I like, dropped I dropped three bills on dinner you know like, let's let's like go you don't even want to give me a little kiss like what the hell is it like or you know how how guys but, would but buy you a is... drink and think that they're entitled to having a conversation like no so you know that that's an extreme example but it is. It is a good example because there was somebody felt like they were doing all the giving in a particular situation. They got nothing in return. Not that love is, you know, and relationships should be about getting stuff in return. But fundamentally, if it's one-sided, it's not going to work. Well, here's the thing. If you are giving and you're keeping a tally of what you're giving... Don't give. Certainly problematic. Yeah. Don't give. Don't, don't give with the intent to receive. Right. Or expecting, yeah, expecting something in return. And you know what? You may not even get a thank you. And I'm not even talking about just relationships. If you're giving out of the goodness of your heart, the gift of giving itself should be good enough for you. Yeah. yeah um, so, yeah, it's, at least in my opinion, I think it's transactional, but both parties need to be willing to engage in the transaction of whatever it is and the exchange yeah and and not just the one-sided and i don't, I don't want to sound hippy dippy i don't want to say you know i don't like nice things i love nice things you know it, it's sometimes a nice thoughtful gift um it can be five dollars it can be five hundred dollars it's if you're paying attention to what your partner needs and you go for it and you surprise them or you give it to them on a special occasion. I think it's very meaningful. Or, or not, not even on a special occasion. Don't wait until Valentine's Day like, to give me flowers. Get me flowers like you do. I, I prefer not getting them on Valentine's Day and getting them the other 200 days that you do get them. And, you know, there's, there's another type of gift that you can give. And that's the gift of your time and, and doing something for that other person and i think that's the other the other love language yeah yeah like a lot of these they they kind of blur over they they kind of melt mesh into each other so um number four is acts of uh, service acts of kindness so i was kind of meshing that with gifts so it's not necessarily um that one thing doing that one thing that your partner's nagging you about like take out the trash bud take out the trash or do the dishes or i hate it when you do this like let's not think about the typical list of chores that the, that the are... honey do list which by the way the, it, the honey do list so oh. when when you were just out you know you you spent the day you know in tampa with some friends I, I was mentioning, you know, to, to somebody, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on my own. She's out with some friends. And, and somebody said, oh, she's, she's going to make you work on that honey-do list. And <laughs> I got to tell you, that is one of those marriage, uh, you know, cliche things that people do. Yep. Like, you know, the, the happy wife, happy life cliche, which <laughs> we both hate. 
But when I, I hear, you know, the honey-do list and this whole, this whole thing about, well, your wife's going to give you a bunch of chores and stuff. I think that's what you're talking about, right? It this, wasn't this, a bunch of chores. Of which, I admittedly, I didn't do any. You didn't Surprise. do Jack. Jack. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, the, the things you're talking about in, in the acts of service is not your, your, your duties as yeah. somebody running a household. But it, it kind of holds the hands of gifts because it's also paying attention to your partner's needs and maybe even their dislikes. For example, I hate doing anything to do with the car. Putting air in my tires. Getting oil changes. Um, I may take it to the car wash. Actually, I enjoy the car wash because I go to the fancy car wash and I bring my computer and I do it and they make coffee there and it's really nice. So it's um, less of you washing the car and you're just telling other right, people to wash Right, I'm just kind of hanging it. out and I get to check my emails and work and it's fine. And I, I get like points and whatever. So... That's the one thing with the car that I do do, but anything else, it's like, oh, if I see, if I get in the car and I see that the tires are low, I'm like, God, you know, I will really, quote unquote, ride dirty. I'm like, screw it. I'm doing it. I'm, the car will leave me on the side of the road. I'm like, damn it. So an example for you out there. I hate it. Hate it. So she, she, has a, you, she has a tire that's, you know, been leaking air and, you know, we got to take care of it. I will ride it for months. I so I buy her and... An air pump in the car. Plug it in a cigarette lighter, plug it into the tire, done. Good, you're good to go. Just turn around and turn around. And, and even that is a little bit... Not, I, I, not, I wouldn't it. say beyond you, but it's like... I ugh. just I just hate to, I hate putting gas in the car. I just hate having to do anything with the car. Let me drive it. I'll lock it. I'll wash it. That's it. I hate it. <laughs> you so want that full service. Going, I, going to service an acts of kindness, I love you so much. You to make sure that the car doesn't explode when I when I drive it because I drive it. My brother has named me Yosemite Sam. I drive my cars like <laughs> like a tank in Nam. Um, thank you for getting my car serviced without and I, and I don't really ask you. You just say you need to get your oil change. We're t- we're doing this. I'm taking it and I'm like oh thank God. Look the, this this whole acts of service thing is is. I think an, an extension of being mindful of somebody else's time and the things that they're dedicated to and they need to do, right? Because to, to run a household and, and, you know, be in a relationship, you have to dedicate time to things that nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to wash dishes, despite whatever my mother says. Nobody wants to wash dishes. Nobody wants to take out the trash nobody wants to clean toilets and you know we, we don't generally believe in gender roles but oftentimes you know there, there are certain things that fall to one person or the other you know independent of gender roles and yeah i i know that you appreciate when i take the lead and take something off your hands mm-hmm. whatever whatever that may be um whether you know it's cleaning the toilet or like you said with the car thing it, that is an act of service that I know you appreciate is, is taking it off your hands. Um, and last but definitely not least is touch. That's so, our everybody's favorite. So that's your hugging, touching, kissing, caressing. Um, I'm sure if you talk to most guys maybe in their 20s, they will say, hell yeah, I'm all about it. But it's it's much more deeper than that. And I would even say that it's not necessarily... 
sex, although sex is a huge part of a relationship, very important. I would say that sometimes a simple hand-holding or a hug or eye contact, especially during, you know, special conversations or tough conversations that, I mean, this one seems like a no-brainer. You know, but it's probably t- the most misconstrued. I, also I misconstrued. Bet. And you know, this one seems, like I said, a no-brainer. Like, obviously, if you're in a relationship, you hold hands, you kiss, you do stuff. But you know, I know tons of people that are not into that at all. They are not very touchy. They're not into PDA. They are not, they're not like that. And actually, if you don't know this about your partner... Maybe it's someone you've been dating a month or two months or a year. And maybe there's, who knows, some trauma there. Like, you really have to figure out and start learning that person. Because some people, it's, some people are standoffish maybe in the beginning. I know people that have been married for years and one spouse is super warm and the, the other is cold. But that's only when they're in public. They save that for behind closed doors and you're like, Wow. It doesn't seem like she's very affectionate, but it's more because that's just how she is. I'm thinking about a friend of mine in particular. And some people are actually turned off by this. They feel kind of uh, suffocated when they are paired up with the wrong person that is like a Pepe Le Pew. And it's like, oh. And, you know, this, this whole concept of all these love languages is... It, it's, it does get complex, right? You, you not only have to know your own, you have to know your partners and be able to, to almost be multilingual in this way and change for, the, for what they need in the, in the appropriate moment, like you said. You know, some people want the touch, but not in particular circumstances. So there's, there's certainly tons of nuance and... You know, people, I think, don't work out because they're not willing to learn the other person's love but, language. But you know what? something, it, it just occurred to me this moment. It's not necessarily knowing your love language. It's knowing your partners and also knowing how you naturally do it. It's almost like knowing, right. you know, your, your, your given tongue. For example, I like words of affirmation. That warms my heart. That makes my day. Naturally, I like to feel useful. I like to give you a lot of acts of kindness. I like to show you that I'm, I see you, I hear you, and I want to be of help and assistance in any way I can. However, maybe that's not what I do naturally. I know naturally, I mean, the way when I set my mind, I'm going to do something nice. I'll get up early, I'll make breakfast, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a lot of things, but these are decisions that I'm, act, that I'm making. But sometimes subconsciously, you may not know what other things you're doing. For example, like quality time. I always try to make myself available. I don't actively plan to be that way. I just kind of do it by default. So there's some people that they'll say, for example, they want to hear I love you I love you you're amazing but somehow what they want they don't give back to the other person right 
and they're they're incapable of doing it to, to for someone else. Isn't that interesting? Like it is, and you know, you and I have been very fortunate, very blessed in our relationship that we haven't had any major sort of collisions of things. But I think I've I've certainly had to, you know, change a little bit of how I express or how I dedicate some time to you because I know that you might want, you know, a particular type of connection or communication in a, in a certain time. So, um, people can learn to adjust, I think, their, their, their love language. Yeah. But anyway, talking about, let's change the language. So, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we've talked a lot about this love language. I wanted to get a little smut in there. <laughs> so, we, I watch my, my guilty pleasure while I'm on the elliptical is watching what we call poop TV. And I've been watching Too Hot to Handle. Hot. Hot. And you want, you want to tell a little bit about the premise of this, this uh, terrible show? But it's, it's not terrible. It's just very entertaining. And it's it, romantic, I guess. I think that's the intent. <laughs> it's so, supposed to be. So the idea is you, you get a bunch of, you know, young... Smoking hot people in their 20s. And, and you throw them all onto an island. Under, under the pretext... You, they, they, they're, they're allegedly tricked. Right. On, under the pretext that they're, they're going to be on another show. Another... Pleasure island. Right. Another, another sort of, you know, smutty type of show. But no. This one, they are supposed to not have any physical contact with each other. And apparently there's a, whenever, pri- whenever, there's there's a prize, prize pool. Yeah, and and whenever... for every kiss, they're supposed to show uh, restraint. And for every kiss or anything inappropriate or and, and any, they cannot show physical affection in any way. Although otherwise they lose money from the pot. I think right. like a kiss is like 3,000, you know, sex is like, 8,000, you know, no petting, no masturbation. And it's like, it's, it's, it's just a fiasco and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, in um, particular, because I think they're set up for failure. I think it is completely unfair because they're at the beach. You know, this show doesn't take place in a monastery. They're naked most of the day. They sleep in shared beds in one big room. <laughs> and they, right. they have, they have a shared co-ed bathroom space with like clear, transparent and door they showers. And do, they do Kama Sutra uh, workshops. And, and you know, they, they, they have this thing, it's kind of like a, like an Alexa, where um, she's like listening and watching and their, their, their device is called the Lana and they have cameras everywhere. And apparently, you know, anything happens. They know they, about it. They know about it. They, they get deducted. And it's like, really, guys, you really cannot, you cannot control yourselves. And the price pot is only like $200,000 for like 12, 14, whatever many didn't, people. Didn't this last season, like they wiped through it midway through the show? One couple, they just could not help themselves. They in one night they spent sixty nine thousand dollars and people. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what a way to go. <laughs> so if you need something to watch, that is the antithesis of romance. <laughs> it's not romantic. It is. It is more like smut and exciting. And it's like, what are these people gonna do now? Are they gonna rule break? 
Are they going to rule break? They are. It's fun. It's fun. These people are sort of caricatures of what you would expect them to be. But it's it's a fun show to watch. And um, it's a little bit also of a what not to do <laughs> as far as some of these love languages go. Um, but it definitely is fun. So um, what, what do we have next on for next episode? Well, next week we're going to talk about some delayed new year's resolutions i think now or around february is a good time to kind of knock 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 check in <laughs> pay the piper. you know everybody said they were gonna lose weight and they were gonna read ten thousand books and they were gonna do all these things how you doing with that i well, see well you. you know a <laughs> little bit of preview to that i think new year's resolutions are bullshit you might as well just start right now don't wait for some arbitrary stupid date on the calendar just get going. Correct. So with the vein of, you know, new year, new you, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the goals that we've been working on and being our best selves. Health, skin. We're talking about men's skincare routines, <laughs> marathon running, and, and some of the stuff that we're eating and what we've learned. All right. So... See you at the next episode. Bye.